there, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Cold Talk. I am your host, Cole Martins, and thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and, like, on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. On there, you can message me questions or topics like to hear on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. The podcast is available on all major platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio, and others out there as well. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button to get alerts when those new episodes are released. Also, to thank my brother Landon Martins for the amazing artwork on the page. To see more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at MrFancyLand. That is at M-R-F-A-N-C-Y-L-A-N. Coming up on today's episode, we talk about a little bit of wrestling and what happened on WWE's Monday Night Raw on October 31st, 2022. And yes, that's right. That means we had a Halloween edition of the episode tonight. A uh, very fun episode. That's what usually the holiday episodes are. They have a lot of fun things going on with us. Uh, one match that was announced on the night we were going to have uh, Bianca Belair taking on Nikki Cross, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, so a little bit of Belair trying to get revenge on Cross from being attacked by her last week. Also, we got or told about uh, Matt Riddle and Otis taking on each other in a trick or street fight. Uh, again, another fun, just a little fun match to do with the holiday. And uh, a bunch of other matches were pretty much announced throughout the night, but we'll get into this one when began the night, and that was Bianca Belair taking on Nikki Cross. So, Belair, we opened up Raw with Belair coming out to the ring. Uh, we see Nikki Cross come out, which was a nice thing to see her. They were named Nikki Cross instead of Nikki A.S.H. Because, again, that was one of the stupidest gimmicks I think WWE's done. Uh, while she changing her into that character, it just never worked out, it seemed like. And it was never going to work out. So the almost superhero is officially gone. And the sanity version of Nikki Cross is back. The crazy Cross, which we I am happy to see. Uh, this is a lot better character, in my opinion. As her new music also sounded pretty good as well. As it reminded you back of her sanity days. So these two women uh, put in a pretty good match back and forth. I thought it was a fun match between these two. I think both women did a good job in the ring. Uh, they both took advantage of each other. Cross was hitting some uh, unique moves all over the ring and just kind of not giving a care about certain things. Uh, of course, Belair being Belair, the athletic woman, she is doing everything she can to try to uh, do crazy moves and athletic moves and strength moves that she is the S of the NXT, uh, WWE, I should say, not NXT anymore. Uh, but uh, the big thing that happened in this match pretty much was damage control. They would come out, distract the ref, which was kind of a weird spot because they were just both just sitting there for like 20 seconds, seemed like talking to the ref, where finally we would get Bailey to come out and start uh, attacking Belair for a little bit. Uh, but then we'd see Cross take out Bailey to uh, try to get a little bit, just taking out everybody, it seemed like. Then out of nowhere, we'd see Cross end up looking behind her. We would see uh, Bailey, uh, Bianca Belair end up hitting her with the KOD to pick up the win and the victory in this one. Uh, but we would see Bailey and EO and uh, Dakota both take start attacking Bianca Belair. Then we would see the return of Asuka and Alexa Bliss. They would try to clear out the ring. And take uh, damage control out, which then would set up a tag team women's title match between Dakota Kai and Neo Sky, the champions against Asuka, uh, Alaska, Alexa Bliss and Asuka in the main event of the night. Again, it's been pretty good to see that WWE has been giving the women the main event uh, pretty much majority of the last three months, it seems like. It's been a women's main event. So glad to see that they are kind of giving the women some importance in these matches, even though it is kind of the same women over and over again on Raw, where you have either Kai, Sky, Bliss, Alex, Asuka, Bailey, or uh, 
Bianca Belair getting the main events. But either way, it's good to see the women getting those main event spots on this show. And in this main event, a uh, pretty good back and forth match between these uh, two teams uh, all over the place. Uh, control going back and forth. Uh, some big moves being hit. Close pinfalls coming to the point. Uh, very aggressive match by all these women too. It seemed like a little bit more hard hitting than their usual matches. Uh, then we would see Bailey getting ringside, get involved at one point. Then we'd have Bianca Belair come out, and those two would be fighting outside. Again, setting up for the, I should mention, at the beginning of the show, the Crown Jewel pay-per-view coming up here this Saturday. Uh, setting that up a little bit more as these two were fought, fight outside the ring for a while. They would climb on top of one of the toolboxes, where we would see Bailey hit a Bailey to Bailey, Bailey to Bailey, or Bailey to Bailey, to the, off the box, onto two tables, taking them both down. Again, I should also mention that these two women will be in a last woman standings match in that pay-per-view as well. So both women were knocked out outside or ringside. This would uh, allow the four teams to kind of get to their closing sequence where we would see, I believe it was Sky get knocked out of the ring where Kai would get taken out uh, by both Bliss and Asuka where they would end up using getting a finisher move. I can't remember what finisher move they use at the top of my head at this point. I didn't put it in my notes here. But Bliss and Asuka would hit the one, get the two, and get the three. And we have new women's tag team champions of Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Uh, overall, a good match, fun match for both these, uh, for these women. Uh, Bailey and Bianca, I think I had a little cool thing to the end of it, kind of teasing towards their match this Saturday. I put a little bit more uh, anticipation on that one. Uh, the only thing about this is I... The only thing I don't like about this is, yes, I don't mind Alexa Bliss and Asuka being champions. I don't mind to take out Damage Control because uh, there just seems like Damage Control has not been working out so far. They don't seem as believable as the WWE wants us to believe they are. But I feel like the Women's Tag Team Championships have been moving around a little bit too much from team to team. I think we need to have a stable champion here sooner rather than later because and that's what they thought they were going to do with Damage Control. I thought they'd hold on to the titles for at least five to six months. I think that's what we need from one of these title holders for the women's division to make this title feel believable instead of going back and forth and swapping it between them. And yes, we need some more women's tag teams as well. Uh, maybe some more women factions as well as Damage Control being the only women's faction, which again would mean to probably have added more women's to the, women to the roster, which... We will see here in the future as well, I believe, with uh, more and more women coming back, it seems like, every month. But overall, I'm okay with this. I think it's fine. I think it adds a little bit more uniqueness to the story between these two groups. Uh, but again, Asuka and Oxa Bliss are the new women's tag team champions in WWE. Next, we had Seth Rollins taking Austin Theory. Uh, interesting uh, one between these two as they went back and forth Uh a little bit in this one. I, this one, it seemed like... I think it was talked about Austin Theory. It started to start it because Austin Theory mentioned that he was the best money bike holder of all time. Seth Rollins heard this and said, all right, well, let's get into a match here but just prove who is the best money in the bank holder of all time. So these two went face-to-face uh, -face against each other in a very surprisingly great match. I mean, of course, we expect great things from Seth Rollins. He has been on the top of his game lately and he is probably one of the top five wrestlers in WWE right now. And Austin Theory, the young guy who's still trying to get some momentum built for him, uh, trying to do, get the crowd behind him a little bit more, even though he is a heel, of course, but trying to get that reputation of being a good wrestler. And I think he proved it on the night in this one as both these guys put on an absolutely fantastic match. I would call it a four-star match, if anything. And if you at the lowest a four-star match, I would call this because they used to... Uh, definitely had the match tonight. This was a very good back and forth match. A lot of uh, big time moves being hit in this one. A lot of times it seemed like Theory could have picked up the win. A lot of times it seemed like Rollins could have picked up the win as both these guys just went at awesome back and forth um, movements against each other and close pinfalls. It was absolutely incredible match. 
Uh, and at points, it did seem like Theory was going to win this match. But again, Seth Rollins being Seth Rollins, it's hard to beat him. And uh, to the point where at the end of the match, Theory got a little bit too cocky in this one. Uh, tried to hit the A-Town down, but was talking a little bit too much. He'd get hit, knocked down to his knees, where Rollins was able to hit the stop, take him out with the 1-2-3, and pick up the victory. Uh, but a great match overall. A lot of close calls, like I mentioned. A lot of great action this one. If you have not seen this match, I do highly recommend it. If you're going to watch a match of the night, this is the one you got to watch. Uh, both these guys putting out a hell of a match. Uh, I've seen some of uh, Austin Theory's uh, older stuff, and I thought he was really good in the ring. NXT, we ain't going to see it too much. I think so far to WWE, we haven't seen too much of him having a great match, but this is easily possibly one of his best matches yet on, in WWE overall, I think, because he put on a hell of a match in this one, and I think this is uh, going to raise his stock a little bit as well. But again, Theory does suffer another loss, but I think he lost in a good way in this one, being able to show off his talents a little bit more with Seth Rollins. But either way, these two had great chemistry in this match. Uh, great from start to finish. But again, Seth Rollins picks up another big win, as we'll see if possibly this could lead to something with him and Roman at Survivor Series, as we're all hoping, because of course, November being the 10-year anniversary of The Shield being coming up and being created here in WWE. But again, Seth Rollins picks up a great win over Austin Theory. Next, the rivalry between the Judgment Day and the OC continued as Damian Priest took on Carl Anderson. Dominic Mysterio, Rhea Ripley, and Finn Balor were with Damian Priest at ringside. As for Carl Anderson, he had the uh, Luke Gallows and AJ Styles with them. As this was off to a fast pace between these two, as these went back and forth for a little while. Uh, of course, everybody trying to get a little bit of distraction in there from time to time. And we've seen a little bit of uh, action going on outside the ring for a little bit, which will allow Anderson to get a quick roll-up and pick up the victory in this one. But after the match, all of Judgment Day would end up attacking him in the ring, which allowed the OC to come back in and try to help out. But the OC were taking advantage once again as Luke Gales ended up getting low-blowed by Rhea Ripley, just like she did to Carl Anderson last week which allowed the Judgment Day to beat the hell out of all of the OC and leave them down in the ring. Uh, once again, we should go back to last week where we heard Anderson say that he has an idea of how to stop Rhea Ripley and control her and get her not to be a factor in each one of these matches. Uh, of course, we had the Judgment Day taking on the OC at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view this Saturday. So will we see who that mystery person will be this weekend? I believe we will. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that it could be. People are saying it could be Beth Phoenix, but I just don't see it being Beth Phoenix unless Edge is involved. So I'm going to count that one out. Uh, there's some others as well, but again, we'll have to wait and see who it could possibly be. Uh, but again, uh, should be interested to see what's going to happen at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view between the OC and the Judgment Day in that match. But again, Carl Anderson is able to pick up the win in this one, but the Judgment Day stand tall at the end. Next, we had Matt Riddle taking on Otis in a trick or street fight. Uh, fun little thing here happening as well as both competitors dressed up in costumes for Matt Riddle. He dressed up as Ezekiel, which was a, he, had, he had Elias with him as well coming out to the ring. So he was amused by that one. Uh, so that was a little fun thing to do. And Gable and Otis ended up dressing up as the Chip and Dale dancers from the Saturday Night Live skit. And from 1990, if you don't know what that was, Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze. Uh, having a dance off to see who would become a Chip and Dale dancer. Uh, very fun segment. Uh, this was also very funny to watch too. That uh, Otis and Gable doing this. If you haven't seen that, I really highly recommend you check that out as well. But overall, the match was, was a good match. It was a kind of a little bit of comedy spots at times. And a fun little thing going on throughout this. 
pretty much using pumpkins as weapons, using the kind candy cane kindle sticks, using candy. Uh, we even got to see Otis do the worm, which we have not seen in a long time. So it's great to see that once again. Seeing Otis be his big fun self with that, with the pelvic thrust and everything. Uh, but at the end of this, at the overall, uh, uh, Riddle would end up picking up the win after Elias put a pumpkin on Otis's head. And we would see Riddle hit the RKO to pick up the victory. Again, just a fun match to have out on the night since it is Halloween. Let these guys have a little bit of fun out there with this kind of match. We see this match once a year during Halloween, so why not have some fun with it? That's exactly what they did. And it was a good match. I thought it was a fun match to watch. And Matt Riddle, again, picks up a win over Otis. Next, we have the Miz again, Mustafa Ali. As the Miz tried to say he was able to fight on the match after he took a shot from Roman Reigns, which we'll go over here in a little bit, actually. Uh, but this would allow the Miz would still come out and fight Mustafa Ali. We would see these two go back and forth for a while. But the key thing that happened in this match is the storyline behind the Miz and what is going on with him. And that would lead to Dexter Loomis being outside the ring when Miz was out there trying to grab the Miz. The Miz would freak out and run away as Loomis would watch him outside. We would see Mustafa Ali take advantage of this, hit a super kick, follow a 450 splash, and pick up the victory. I got another good match, I would say. Nothing great out of this, nothing amazing, but overall. Uh, Ali looked great with some spots in this one. Again, should mention this as well. Great to see Mustafa Ali getting consistently out on and Raw once again. Glad to see Triple H is using him more and more on the main shows instead of having my main event and all that. So glad to see him being uh, utilized here again and picking up another big win over The Miz and to continue the Miz, talking about The Miz. It's not over yet as we had Johnny Gargano do reveal in a pre-taping what The Miz has been doing with Dexter Lewis that he is not telling everybody and the big secret was that the Miz has actually hired Loomis to stage the first few attacks on him as he had a video audio having the Miz talking to Dexter Lewis saying that yeah keep on I'll pay you keep on paying you to do this stuff to me to get attention on me but to the point where he stopped paying Loomis so now Loomis has been attacking him for real for not doing that I think this is probably started at the what people are believing right after the cage match. This probably started as what they're saying because he was being paid up to the cage match to kind of be the victim in this. Uh, but again, this is kind of a pretty good segment. It kind of They kind of stole 60 minutes pretty much kind of segment thing is what they were doing. Uh, they had to set up like everything like that. So a good segment overall. Builds up on the story a little bit now. So now we know why Dexter Loomis is attacking The Miz. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we get a match between those two here coming up sooner rather than later. Uh, kind of put this rivalry to rest at some point. Maybe we'll see a tag team with Loomis and Gargano in the future as well with, uh, of course, uh, that's the only thing I forgot to mention here in the show, Ciampa being out for nine months after he uh, was able to take a hip surgery. So sad to see Ciampa out once again here for a long time. But So we we'll probably won't be seeing him until pa probably next summer. So a long wait for Ciampa to get back in the ring. So hopefully he gets healthy and he'll be ready to go once he is back probably around May or June, we will say, as of right now. Uh, but again, wish him the best recovery in that one. But again, the Miz is on his own, and now it looks like he's now setting up a date with Dexter Loomis here in a match sooner rather than later now that his secret is out. Now, a couple other segments that happened through the night. We had Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman come out to talk about the Travel Streets match against Logan Paul coming up at Crown Jewel for the WWE Universal World Championship and uh, then The Miz would come out and just interrupt him. The Miz was saying that he knows everything about Logan Paul, that he can help Roman Reigns beat him. He knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses. He's taught him everything he needs to know. Uh, they even talked about the nails in his hand that helps him get that knockout power. 
pretty much Roman Reigns said, why is everybody talking about his knockout power? I think I have knockout power too. And he showed that up by punching the Miz and knocking him out in the middle of the ring. As the Miz laid there, we just led to that segment of him being backstage getting his jaw checked and Mustafa Lee teasing him before the match and all that. Uh, but again, okay segment with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman out there. It was uh, nothing again, too crazy to build up on the rivalry. I feel like it was just more of a fun segment to have in the ring, but it was okay, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, out before that, we had Lesnar and Lashley. I have a brawl, another brawl segment. They're supposed to both uh, do a little recorded video separated from each other. But Brock Lesnar would come out the ring, call out Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley would come out. Those two would attack each other in the aisleway, in the uh, walkway, which would have a, a bunch of wrestlers coming out, trying to split them up, and they would still be, end up being the living hell of each other. We would see Triple H get involved and try to keep them separated, yelling at both men, telling them to stay away from each other. Uh, kind of surprised we've seen some NXT guys there. As I, from I heard, they were working at main event for the main event show. Uh, Von Wagner was there. Uh, so uh, another guy was there. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Uh, Duke Hudson, that's what it was. Duke Hudson was there as well. So both those guys were a part of that brawl. We had Riddle for some reason holding up a, a sandal at one point, which uh, was a pretty funny thing to look at. Uh, but again, this brawl kind of again building up for their match at Crown Jewel between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. And last thing we talked about pretty much JBL and Baron Corbin having a promo at the end talking about how they're pretty much better than everybody else. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And that's the truth. When our truth came out, uh, then pretty much we would see our truth kind of pull off some jokes for a little bit and end up trying to beat up on Baron Corbin before uh, JBL got in his face and got distracted him where Corbin would end up hitting the end of days and taking out Truth. Again, eh, segment on that one. Nothing too crazy. So far, I've not been totally impressed with the JBL-Baron-Corbin combo here. I just feel like Corbin isn't matching JBL, in my opinion. I think that's the issue with it right now. If I want to see Baron Corbin coming out in suits and stuff like that, just like JBL. I think that would work out better, in my opinion. Uh, but again, we'll see what the future holds between these two. Maybe they'll go in that direction here sooner rather than later. Maybe they're just slowly building it up to be like that. Uh, but again, overall, this is a, again, a fun show. Nothing too crazy. Again, don't want to go too crazy before a pay-per-view. Make sure everybody's healthy and ready to go, especially since they're going to uh, Rhea. So we'll make sure they are ready to go for that pay-per-view as they get ready to travel here. Uh, but overall, fun night. We crown new tag team, women's tag team champions with Asuka and Alexa Bliss. We build up more on the rivalry between Judgment Day and the OC as we still continue to wait to see who that mystery person will that's going to help them against. Rhea Ripley and Judgment Day. Seth Rollins also three having a banger of a match as those two put on a hell of a show for the crowd there and uh, keeping everybody entertained in that one. We also had the Nikki Cross make her return to her character but didn't suffer a loss to Bianca Belair after being uh, a little bit of a distraction that cost her against in that one. Also on the night, we had Carl Edison get a roll-up, but again, get attacked by Damian Priest and all that. Matt Riddle was able to win a street trick or street fight against Otis in a very fun match for, again, Matt Riddle was dressed as Ezekiel, and Otis was dressed as Chris Farley's character in the Chip and Dale dancing segment. Uh, fun little thing that they did there with that one. And then Mama Sally picks up another big win, taking out the Miz. And we learned out the secret about the Miz from Johnny Gargano in this show as well, as he was paying Lewis to attack him until he didn't pay him anymore, and Lewis really started attack him. So again, building up on that storyline, as we'll see where that goes here in the future. Before we end this show, I do want to do a little quick little talk segment here, talking about the women's division here in WWE. Uh, like I mentioned, they've been doing a great job on Monday Night Raw, uh, promoting the women. I believe they've been doing awesome with that. Again, beginning the show with the women's event. Uh, match ending the show with the women's match again when you can give the women the main event on a show i think that's really great uh but again the main thing is i want to see wwe kind of make some more legit tag teams here i think for the women's division as right now it just seems like 
Sky and Kai are the only two true women's tag team in WWE right now. I feel like we got to try to somehow find a way to make some more women's tag teams. I think that is a key thing for this roster to make these women's tag team titles feel more believable, in my opinion. I guess is the best way to put it. Because again, yes, Alaska and Blitz have been together for what? Maybe two or three months they've been tagging with each other, working with each other. So, yeah, they can be somewhat considered a tag team. But Kai and Sky also have been a tag team since they now came to the main roster. So, we are hoping kind of they would hold the titles. I was hoping at least they would hold the titles for a little bit longer. That's why I'm kind of, only thing I'm really upset about them losing it. And then again, I, I see uh, Daniel Patrol has not been working out as well as people would have hoped they would. But again, I would like to see some more built for the tag team side of things for WWE. Hopefully they can, can somewhat find a way to work that. Again, they're still trying to work some kinks out uh, with Triple H since Triple H took charge. Again, it's been only uh, now three to four months I think he's been in charge for now. So we'll continue to see changes as things go on, but I'm hoping that uh, we get to see some more things out of this women's tag team division. I'm hoping for the, the better stuff out of the women's tag team division at this point. We some more, again, like I mentioned, building some more tag teams and getting some more things built along to kind of help things out and improve and have things go a little bit more smoothly so we're not sitting here like yeah why are these two women's tag team champions they're not even a real tag team so again hopefully we get that kind of figured out as time goes along but a couple of other news things that were talked about this week is a lot of things we've talked about triple h making some changes to some pay-per-views uh one thing that was announced here last week that uh, WWE will have announced Montreal, Canada will be hosting the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view on February 18th, 2023. Usually these pay-per-views, Elimination Chamber last year took place in uh, Saudi Arabia, I believe it was. So good to see you that they're bringing the Elimination Chamber review back to over here, especially getting going to Montreal, Canada, because it's awesome they are getting a pay-per-view. This is the first pay-per-view that has taken place in Montreal in over 14 years, so glad to hear they're getting another pay-per-view once again. Uh, great to see they're going back to Canada because, of course, Canada has probably some of the best wrestling fans in the world. So glad to see that they're getting this pay-per-view back. And it should be a fun pay-per-view being on February 18th, 2023 again. So it'll be the pay-per-view between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So that could be a possible place where titles are changed. Especially since we're probably going to see Roman Reigns in this match defending one or possibly both of the World Championships in the limited situation match. So it would be interesting to see who could possibly be in that one with Roman Reigns, if that is the case. Also, there's been talks about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view possibly going back to WrestleMania. As Triple H has uh, talked about, he has talked about scrapping the Money in the Bank pay-per-view and put, pushing both the men's and women's Money in the Bank matches to WrestleMania, which I actually would enjoy as well. I think it was awesome having those at WrestleMania. I mean, I don't mind them having a pay-per-view as well, because that is one of the pay-per-views I look forward to every year. It's money and big pay-per-view see who's going to get those briefcases, but I think it'd be better to have them at WrestleMania due to it being a one-year cash, and you have one year to cash in, so you can wait till the next year's WrestleMania to cash in, which I think is a better idea, so you could say that WrestleMania could be your last day to cash it in. I think that'd be it's a fun idea to do. I think that makes things a little bit more interesting for the Money in the Bank uh, holders as well. Of course, there's also if mentioned that the, the reports that the Hell and Cell pay per view, our premium live event, I should be mentioning, is talked about being removed completely, which is good to hear. So the Hell and Cell now become more of a grudge match kind of thing, saying, "All right, this is the final stand of this match." Instead of having a pay per view, this Hell in a Cell could pop out at anywhere, anytime. Which again, I love the idea by Triple H. I love that mindset. I think it's a great idea. So, again, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view is gone. Elimination Chamber is coming back to North America. And the Money in the Bank matches could be coming to 
WrestleMania once again. So a lot of great good things sounds like coming out of Triple H's mindset right now. Can't wait to see if these are true and if they do become true, how this could impact some things as well. But happy to hear it. I think it's going to be good things leading here for WWE here in the future. But again, uh, a lot of great wrestling happening right now on Monday Night Raw. Great show leading into now the Crown Jewel pay-per-view coming up this Saturday. But again, we'll see what happens as we'll see a couple of the matches that were talked about. Bianca Belair will be taking on Bailey for the Raw Women's Championship in a last Women's Standings match. The OC will take on the Judgment Day as it will be Dominic Mysterio, Finn Ballard, and Damian Priest taking on Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and AJ Styles. Of course, we heard about Anderson talking about having a someone to help them out. So we'll see if they come out here this Saturday. And then the other one pretty much that was on this show that will be in a match at that pay-per-view will be Roman Reigns, who will be taking on Logan Paul for the WWE Universal World Championship at the probably the main event in the pay-per-view. Also in that pay-per-view, we'll have Bobby Lashley taking on Brock Lesnar, which will be a couple of big men slapping meat in that one, as those two will be beating the living hell of each other in that as well. But again, that is all the wrestling I talk about here today. So thank you guys for tuning in with me. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and like, uh, follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook, I should say, at Cole Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. And then you can message me questions or topics that you hear on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. So again, you can get those on all the major platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and all the major podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can find it right on there. Uh, coming up to the upcoming schedule, of course, up to here we'll, today we'll be have the, the sports podcast coming out as well, where I'll be talking about the World Series, the first two games that happened in that one, talk about what happened in the NFL and college football, the craziness that happened in last week in NASCAR at Martinsville, and who will be the championship for going into that race this coming week at Phoenix. Also talking about the NBA and some UFC as well. So make sure you keep an eye on that podcast uh, today. Also with, when this episode, when this Raw episode comes out as well. And then on Wednesday, we'll be talking about the NFL. Talking about week nine in the NFL, which we're now crazy. I think we're at the halfway point. What happened here in week eight and my prediction for all the games here in week nine. Also talking about NXT on Wednesday. Also Thursday, we'll be talking about what happened on AEW Dynamite. Friday, we'll have a quick preview for the Crown Jewel Premium Live event happening on Saturday. Uh, so also on Saturday, we'll be talking about what happened on SmackDown. Sunday, we'll talk about what happened during the Crown Jewel, Crown Jewel pay-per-view and my thoughts on that one. And then we'll wrap back around to Tuesday, where again, we'll be talking about Monday Night Raw and all the sports happening around the air, uh, area, I guess, world, I should say. Uh, but again, make sure you hit the subscribe button to get alerts when these episodes are released. Again, I am your host, Cole Martins. Thank you guys for joining me, and you guys all have a great day. <laughs>